Okay. Thanks for joining me. This is BX Fluids for TrueNews365.com. Check out the link above where I have my posts and my uh, uh, all my links up there, my podcast, my videos, my website. Okay, check that out for news, events, commentary, podcast on cultural issues of the day. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, try to wing this one. Try to do a really quick one. Uh, As always, I don't have a lot of time. I'm here with the little one and I could go on pause from moment to moment, but I do want to drop a script of the podcast before I either get another phone call. I'm here sometimes than 500 Fortune 500 companies. And so let us begin. Okay. The title of my podcast today is Death is Coming be ready okay all right so death is coming and be ready we might as well be right we can't run from this 100 out of 100 people on this planet die as it uh the statistics is approximately three million people die every year in this country um and just on the, as a side note but completely related 100 million or rather 1 million deaths are murders of the unborn which are not counted as deaths okay recently i saw how uh there's a state here in the u.s is is, that's going towards legally taking away the the personhood of the creation in the womb whether it be an embryo a two-week-old pregnancy a three-month-old in the womb what's in the womb is human a human creation and that's its murder and a death by murder but regarding those who aren't already born and human nevertheless death happens okay um how is one ever ready for death uh something we've never been through something shrouded in the mystery of the unknown you know we can't say i'll never die because i've never died before we can't use that logic right in this secular world, the world is antithetical to God. This world of propaganda against the truth of reality and the reality of truth, God is that truth. God is that reality. There's only one reality. There's only one truth. There's no such thing as uh, your truth and my truth. Okay, Anyone who talks like that has either been dropped on their ch- uh, head as a child uh, is an adult, but still a child in mind, or is seriously ill-educated about real things. What is the truth then? To fear God is the truth. Okay, that is that is from the scriptures. Okay, fear God. Fear God is truth. It's what we must do. Recognize God, worship God, stop and listen to God. The Bible says, the Bible teaches, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You can't go come into knowledge and yet do not fear, not recognize, not acknowledge uh, God. To deny God is to close yourself in on knowledge and intelligence. Well, you can say yourself, um, well, I know I may be an intelligent person, but uh, completely consistent with that is to to um, not acknowledge reality, and that reality is to fear God. Okay, 
Um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. I've come to cast fire on the earth, the Bible says. Where is that? That's in Luke um, 12, chapter 12, verse 49. I have come to cast fire upon the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. Could you imagine that? That's what the Lord said. Okay? Judgment is coming. Judgment is coming for everyone, for the believer and not the believer. The Bible says in Matthew 10, 34 through 35, do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword, for I came to turn a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. I've heard people pervert this scripture, people that hate God, to say that, look, this is what God thinks about family. <laughs> Could you imagine? They say that, well, this is what God thinks that we should do. We should abandon our family. That's a perversion um, of what Scripture says. And for anyone who alters Scripture that way, not only denying God is going to get them into uh, a fiery hell, but it's also the alteration of God's word. Instead of confessing his word to be true, they pervert his word. Could you imagine what's going to happen to a person that does that? Okay from a scriptural perspective. And Jesus said, for judgment I came into this world so that those who do not see me, so th those do, who do not see, and those who see may become blind. Let me read that again. Then Jesus said, for judgment I came into the, this world so that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Now, we have to recognize that what he's talking about here is talking about truth. Once again, if you do not recognize truth, you got people walking around there saying that there's no God and denying everything that is seen all around us, those people are blind, but they're blind by their own choices, okay? Because they've lied to themselves and they've kept lying, kept lying, kept lying, kept denying, kept denying, kept rejecting, kept rejecting. Well, then how much further do you think will it will take for them to take off those blinders and start walking in the, pro in the right direction? The more you deny, the more you reject, the harder it is. The further into the wilderness you go, the harder it is to walk back out. I've always said that. Okay? And he says that he takes away, he makes people blind. For those people who do not want to follow him, he says, you know, I didn't come for the person who's righteous. I came for sinners. You know, I, I the physician comes for those who are, who are sick. If you're not sick, then... God has nothing for you. You have no business being in the hospital. You have no business. The physician isn't coming to your house like they used to come back in the old days. They literally used to do house calls. Anyway, um, that's not that's even before my time. Okay. And Jesus came up to them and spoke to them, saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Matthew 28, 18. Okay. Jesus is that authority. And when people say, well, who, you know, who is Christ? I believe maybe I'm a deist and I believe in God and a God, whatever. Perhaps somebody created this. But how do we know that Jesus is associated with that God? Well, he because he claimed to. He associated himself. He says that God gave him that authority. That authority comes from God. In fact, the Bible says that God, that Jesus had revealed the invisible God. Physically invisible, that is. Not based on his his. Workmanship demonstrates his 
his existence. And that is clear also in the scriptures too. It says, whoever denies the son does not have the father. The one who confesses the son has the father also. So those people that say, well, yeah, I believe in God, but I don't believe Jesus is God. You've just denied God. You cannot have Christ and deny God. I find it uh, amazing how people can sit here with people who deny Christ as God, who, who are totally, um, they're having literally having Bible studies with people who are heretics. Okay, and I'm not going to sit with no heretic. Okay, if, we, if we're talking about car mechanics or we're talking about sewing, <laughs> not that I'd be talking about sewing, but any other subject, I'll sit with you. But you, I'm not going to talk with you and have you denying God in my presence. That's not going to happen. I'm going to call you a heretic to your face. Every time I sneeze or every time I cough, I'll be going, <coughs> heretic. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, what does light have in, in, in common with darkness? Okay, you're either with me or you're against me. You're either gathering with me or scattering. I'm sorry. I say Bible believers and Christians, okay, people who have the indwelt spirit of God, who have the conviction of God, do not sit with heretics and talk and have Bible studies with them. Don't do that. Okay, I may not be your elder, but I've been in the faith long enough and I'm sharing my wisdom. You can either take it or leave it. But that's my call. Okay. Listen to that and uh, discern for yourselves. So you can't deny the son and think that you have the father and talk about the father or talk about some God or some power, or some spirit or some energy, whatever. And you're denying the son. OK, here you go. First John 2.23, whoever denies the son does not have the father. And the one who confesses the son has the father also. When it says confesses the son, that says to say that he what he says is true, that say that his being is true, his person is true. Confessing him means acknowledging who he is in totality, his reality. Christ calls people to himself for salvation. The question is then, salvation from what? Salvation from what? Salvation from what? Fire is coming. I've come to bring fire upon the earth, he says. What does fire do? Fire, all over the scripture, is judgment. Fire purifies. Fire breaks things down. It consumes things. Whether it's real fire or metaphorical fire, that's a needless debate because all metaphors are meant to substitute the things with like items. Whenever, uh, whatever kind of fire it is, it's going to be hot, believe me. It's going to be serious nonetheless, and it's going to purify the earth. The image of Christ from the world, it, the, the world is showing us an image of Christ, like he's some like loving, long-haired, Miss Clarel, Miss, Miss Clarel hippie type who doesn't want to offend the soul. But again, the world has done a number on us with very bad misinformation and propaganda of lies against the truth and against who Christ and who God is and his Holy Spirit. This nation is under severe judgment that will fall, and whether or not God's hand is stayed upon us, we must repent in dust and ashes. Regardless of whether he heals or restores us, we must repent. Okay? Okay? So the word of God gives hope in spite of inevitable death, but that hope is only for those who love him. Only those who love him can access that hope. 
in Romans 8, it says, all things work together for good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. Okay? Because Christ is the one who has the keys of death in Hades, the Bible says. Christ controls death. In Proverbs, it says, Lord, teach me to number my days in order that I may find wisdom. Imagine that wisdom in recognizing we're going to die. Gaining wisdom by numbering our days. Every time we look in the mirror and notice our aging face. Okay, pictures of times past, the experience of losing our matriarchs and patriarchs. Hello, this is a reminder that it's going to happen to you. On a personal note, I am... Uh, I live with my um, my mother-in-law is living with us and she is not having uh, uh, she's having a terrible time she's going in and out of the hospital and we are afraid we're going to lose her soon okay that's why I haven't been on in over in almost three weeks usually we, I love to bring out these messages on and off and I've got a backlog of podcasts and messages I am I've been working on but the thing is is that it's 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 tumultuous it's it's something that is overbearing to deal with these things but these are a reminder of our own death in the trajectory of the reality that God has put us on in this world he says because you sin you will die this is the promise of God this demonstrates the truth of scripture okay these things are placed here to give us wisdom. Wisdom of what? Wisdom of the process of life and death. We're all on a conveyor belt through time. It goes slow enough not to shock us, but fast enough to help us gain wisdom. For me, one of the most sobering accounts in Luke 13 concerning worshipers who were slaughtered by Romans while they were worshiping in their temple. Let's read that. Okay. Luke 13. Now, on that very occasion, there were some present who reported to him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And Jesus responded and said to them, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans just because they have suffered this fate? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or do you think that those 18 whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them were worse offenders than all the people who live in Jerusalem. No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. So in other words, it's not about love. It's not about flowers. It's not about peace on earth. Is that the first thing is the first order is repent because we're going to die and we don't know when. Okay. The, the, the cemeteries are filled with various ages. Not everybody who dies is 85 years old, 90 or three. They're 15, they're 12, they're six months. They're 93, 63, 12, 13, 11. I mean, you look at the cemeteries, they're filled with people of various ages. Death comes to us all. And by the grace of God, we are what we are. We've lived what we live. Jesus says, do you think those people were any more sinners than anyone else? The only thing that mattered, matters, Jesus says, is that we must all repent, recognize that we are sinners and repent. Unless we repent, we will all likewise perish. That's the call to repent. But we have God's grace of time, health, life, youth, intelligence, mercy, etc., etc., etc. Let us awaken to truth as it is written. Stop and know that I am God. 
That's what the Bible says. Stop and know that I am God. The Father said of the Son, this is my beloved Son. Listen to him. That's what he said. Listen to him. He told that to the apostles, to the, the disciples. And the disciples went out and told others to listen to Christ's words. And so thus, 2,000 years later, we are spreading the word and the gospel, telling people to listen to Christ. Why do you spend money on what is not bread and your wages on what does not satisfy? Listen to me, eat what is good and delight yourself in abundance. Listen so that your soul may live, Isaiah 55. The invitation has gone out. Are we listening? If we can hear his voice calling, hearken to him and do not harden your hearts, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews. It is appointed unto men once to die and then the judgment. Hebrews 9.27. We're all headed to go before the judge. Settle with him before it's too late. Before I close, I'll reference another parable in Matthew chapter 5. Okay, here she comes. Yes, mommy. I gotta open it. Yet another package. I don't know where she gets all these toys. All right, baby, there you go. Bye bye. Bye bye, Isn't she awesome? Introduce. Bye, mommy Linda. I love you. I love you. Introducing Rebecca, the wonderful. Okay, so back to that Matthew chapter five. Come to good terms with your accuser quickly while you are with him on the way to court so that your accuser will not hand you over to the judge and the judge to the the officer and you will not be thrown into prison truly i say to you you will not come out of there until you have paid up the last quadrants okay this is serious stuff he's talking about come before your accusers he's telling you if you notice this is the chapter of uh that he's on the sermon on the mile that he's telling people how to live okay and th that chapter is rich with uh teachings of christ his mouth okay so he's telling you come before your accuser okay and then he's talking about what is what do we see here we we, we see that he says that you know while you're with him on the way to court you know, he's saying, come to good terms, which means repent, confess your sins, and confess who God is while you are with him on the way to court. This is a parable, but we as Christians, we can read between the lines. We can pick these things up because the parables are meant for us and to teach and for people who are able to discern these things to be able to these discern these things and if you can discern the words of christ then the holy spirit is working in your heart know that for sure okay so if you look at this it says come in good terms with your accuser instead of constantly fighting bickering denying the truth come to good terms with your accuser quickly why quickly because you never know when you're going to die while you are with him on the way to court right now it's as if we are with him during the course of his world his age and it's like we're we're going we're in court we're on our way to court so that your accuser which is god himself the words of god 
in, in other scriptures, it says that we will be accused by the word of God himself, the word of truth, and will not hand you over to the judge. Who's the judge? The judge is Christ, and the judge to the officer, those are his angels, and you will not be thrown into prison. Truly, I say to you, you will not come out of there. Eternal punishment. Hello, until you have paid up the last quadrants. Okay, now that's the question. That's what the rhetorical question. Will you ever pay for that, those sins if you've not confessed? It says it leaves you hanging. I tell you, well, you're not going to come out of there until you are, are, are done paying. But if it's an eternal situation, you ain't ever going to get out of there. Okay, that means that it's an eternal punishment for an eternal crime. You know, they say that, why, how is that just? Well, some people have explained it in a way. They say, well, if you slap your child, you know, that's 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 a terrible thing. If you slap a police officer, you're going to jail. If you, okay, well, if you slap your son, you know, you, you're, you're wrong. You better apologize to him. You slap your, your wife, you're going to sit on the, so you're going to sleep on the sofa. If you slap a cop, you're going to jail. If you slap the judge, you're going to, you know, it's a it's a big the same crime but who you're offending is depends on how much of the punishment you're going to have to endure the the penalty is larger okay so that i've heard it explained that way and it's a pretty cool explanation i think that 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 um pretty much is is correct if you deny an eternal god you may have an eternal consequence on your hands okay of course these things are uh debatable and, and some and perhaps they're not okay uh i i happen to believe they're not but nevertheless that is my podcast for today death is coming and it's coming to all of us we have to be ready remember death is part of well some people like to say death is part of life but no i think death is in its own category okay death is not part of life life is life and there will become a time when death will not exist anymore so the whole idea of death is part of life will not apply, okay? Because death wasn't part of the plan. It was perhaps the part of God's plan, but it wasn't part of the plan for us. We were not supposed to have done that. And there will come a time when death will not exist because God, Christ is set to have the keys to death and Hades. So life is, is Christ. Christ is life. And I think death is only the absence of life. Okay, to get philosophical but yeah so it was nice to be back okay um pray for me i'll pray for you uh check me out on the link above my link tree where i have all of my links up there my podcast my website uh i'm on youtube i'm on facebook i'm on ig i'm on twitter and follow me if you're a uh born again believer if you like my podcast and you want to support me i do not collect money i do only collect love support and prayers that's what i covet from the brethren and so uh i really appreciate you listening in and i can't believe we only uh were interrupted one time how long did, did this uh well uh, less than less than half an hour not bad okay well yeah so this is important stuff because this is going to happen this is true and to and and let's not be the type of person that when we pass a cemetery that we that we kind of like move our faces away 
um, let us recognize, let us have hope and recognize that when we go, we're going to go and we're going to be in the hands of God. Okay. We do not um, uh, have, we do not, we, not, we, not, we do not have suffer these things like, like the world does. We, we have hope. There's also scripture that says that we do not suffer like those who do not have hope. We understand that these things are momentary. And the Bible says that, 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 that I has not seen nor ear heard all the things that the Lord has for those who love him. Once again, only for those who love him. Okay. Hope comes for those who recognize who God is and recognize who can hear him. If you can't hear God speaking to you, if you think this is all foolishness, then I, I, I don't have much to say to you. I don't have much to say to you, but I do know for a fact that there's no hope, that you have no hope. Okay, so if you, if you say, well, you have hope in things that you are making up for yourself, well, I, I beg to differ. I think that there is very good reason to believe in a, in, a, in, a, in a God, a creator God. I think it takes a lot more not to believe than it does to believe. I think naturally we can believe. Okay, well, that's that. This is True News, BXBlues for TrueNews365.com. Until next time, God bless you. Thanks again for listening to True News 365. Check out truenews365.com for more podcasts, blogs, resources, commentary. Check me out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, IG, Telegram. I'm all over the place. And until next time, let's keep the faith moving forward and ignite the power of truth with the word of God to our neighbors and the rest of the world in Christ's name. God bless.